You ever been around an artist that's explaining the inspiration behind their latest creation and they're super pumped, but you still can't quite see their vision? Man, I hope this podcast isn't like that. I'm going to share it anyway. I'm Cecily Williams, and you're listening to Sorry, Did I Make You Uncomfortable? Y'all, I'm back. I promise. I know it's been a while since I've done a podcast. I actually was preparing for a women's conference that I was speaking at, and um, I was speaking two different times, and I just, I was putting a lot of my energy into just like what God specifically wanted to say for them. So I apologize for um, kind of putting the podcast on the back burner, but um, I'm back and I've got season two coming up. And so we're just going to get started with it now. So I just appreciate everybody. I know I had some people reaching out like, hey, are you okay? I'm fine. I was just using a lot of, uh, like I said, just a lot of my time just trying to prepare and just give that church and those uh, that group of women just my 100% and just, um, man, it was powerful. And I just believe that like that was a huge battle that um, just interceding for them. And I, I, um, I just, I was excited to meet them. They're really great people. But anyway, that's, that's, I could go on and on about that. And maybe I'll do a podcast about that. But um, anyway, what I wanted to talk to y'all about actually is um, about a battle. I know that for a lot of us, 2023 has felt like a huge battle. There's been a shift and a transition and an equipping and just kind of a deliverance and just a pruning for many of us. I think God is actually just really just taking us through a time of just preparation for what's to come. And I don't mean what's to come like, oh, where it's doom and gloom, but like just elevating us to take us to a new level, a new way of operating um, in his ways, just operating in a more refined way uh, for, for each one of us. More refined meaning that our thoughts and our motives are more submitted to him rather than our thoughts or motives are operating out of a place that um, fulfilled something for ourselves or something to fulfill like a void that we had in our own soul. So it's just redirecting our focus. Hopefully that made sense. And so lately I've just been really concentrating on like, man, you know what? I really thought like you you can tell when you've walked through almost like that whole um, Red Sea experience. Like you're like, I know that I'm getting set free. I know that there's like things that I've been held captive from that like I'm, I've already said, you know, like that's enough or God's like delivering me from them. And then you walk into this like wilderness time where you're just like, it's just you and God. And I know that, that that's just like an area where I feel like God like really teaches you just what it's like to be obedient like what his obedience is and that's like a that's a tough thing to to walk through wilderness times are like, they're beautiful and they're like they're like heart-wrenching and they're like difficult at the same time because that's just a place where like your flesh is really dying and um but you get to know God as you know as a friend you get to know him as a provider you get to know him as a husband. And so you really get to know him because sometimes that's like, it's basically like all you have is him is dependence on him. And I know like you go through those times, just, you know, the Israelites where they're like, man, I'm so sick of manna. And, um, you know, like you, you fight your flesh a lot, you know, and he, he, even he gave the Israelites a uh, foul whenever they were tired of manna, but man, that didn't even turn out for them. So 
it's obedience, really learning obedience and walking in faith. And um, so then you like come out of this wilderness time, right? And like, you're like, oh, here's the Jordan. We got to cross over. So it's like a testing of, of your faith right there. And you walk into the testing of your faith. And then you, you finally reach what you think is your land of milk and honey. And I know I've talked about this before. But then like, if you keep reading, there's the, um, you know, the battle of Jericho and you, the walls coming down and then they go up against AI and then there's just like one battle after another and it's like man you better be learning everything that you need to learn because you know there's there's battles coming but I think that that's kind of like where I feel like oh gosh I really feel like I've been in a battle when I thought I was about to hit my 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 milk and honey like where where my milk and honey at because uh your girl was thirsty and wanting something sweet and I end up getting more and more battles (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and so I was just having my little um, time last night. Basically, when I say, oh, my intimate time with God, sometimes that is uh, more like my whining and um, poor me uh, time with God where I'm like, what are you doing? Why is there one more battle? Like, I'm so tired. I'm so exhausted. But, you know, he always he always meets me there. He's always, um, you know, he's a good father. He's always right there with me. Um, and I think that's something that we forget. We think... We, we, we put God in this way that we shouldn't, um, we shouldn't, we, we view God in ways that we shouldn't sometimes when we're going through these times. I actually had a dream and, um, in this, and this will just kind of, it may not resonate with you, but it was just kind of like, I I had come through this time where I spoke and then I was just kind of, I was, you know, working a lot and I was doing a lot all at once. And then I just got really zapped of my energy. I got really drained. God showed me why, but basically, um, well, no, I'm not going to go there because that's a rabbit trail. Anyway, I got drained because I didn't do things correctly. And I didn't take that as, oh, I failed. But more or less, okay, thank you, Father, for showing me why I got so drained. And now I know how to fix it. So it was more like constructive criticism from the Lord. But anyway, so I was really drained. I was whining. And like, I just I had this dream. And in this dream, Jesus had my hand and he was pulling me along. And I was just kind of like that three-year-old toddler. Like, you know, like if you're a mom, you know, like when your kid won't come and they just drag their feet and they're just whining and like you, you basically pick them up by one hand and just drag them because you've just had enough. Surely I'm not the only mom that's been like, come on, we got to go. Okay, maybe I'm just a bad mom. But anyway, so in this dream, like Jesus is basically like dragging me like that three-year-old, come on, we've got to go get your feet up underneath you. You know what you got to do. Stop complaining and get up. You, you are equipped. You know your authority. Now let's go. And I was like, I'm so tired. And I'm like crying. God, I am so tired. I cannot take another step. I'm so tired. And like in the middle of this, Jesus dragging me. I hear this small, still voice from a distance and it says my name. It just says Cecily. And I like, I recognize that, that piece of that voice. And I looked over and it was Jesus and it was Jesus. And he looked at, and I looked at him and I was, I was kind of confused, but I knew that was Jesus. And he said, sweetheart, don't be led astray by my counterfeits. 
And instantly I yanked my hand away from who I thought was Jesus leading me and pushing me and rushing me and telling me to get my act together. And I just ran to the authentic Jesus and I wrapped my hands around him. And sorry, this makes me emotional because that it's such his love in those times when we're tired and we know we're capable of something, but we just need rest. And he just let me hold him and he held me back. And he was like, man, I'm the author of all time. I I would never rush you into something. Stop listening to those voices that have twisted my words. He was like, you know my presence. You know what it feels like to be wrapped in my arms and I have never left you. Nor will I push you in that type of manner that brings you so much anxiety. When you are with me, you will be at peace and you will be at rest. And I was just like, when I woke up from that, I was just, I was literally crying. I just, that, that's my daddy. That's my, that's my best friend. That's my husband. That's the one that I met in the wilderness. That's the one that I grew the relationship with. How did I get so distracted with, with the wrong voice, with the wrong um, idea? How did I twist what I knew I was called to something? I knew that I wanted to do something, but God always gives us rest. He he gave Elijah rest when he was battling up against, you know, um, you know Jezebel and all when the, she was coming against the prophets. And he just, you know, like he went and hid in a cave. But man, he rested, and God wasn't pushing him. I mean, eventually he's going to say get up, but it's going to be in that gentle manner where you know it's peace and you're going to walk in peace. And so I just started thinking. So I was in in bed last night and I was talking to God and I just started thinking about, you know, when we're in battle, what is our job when we're in battle? Because I was like, God, you said that you will fight our battles for us. So like, what do I do? And then I was just reminded of putting on my armor and I'm like, you know, we only have one one offensive weapon and that's the word the the sword of the spirit and so I just started going through each piece of that armor and um this is just something that I came up with I'm not saying like oh this is what each one you know what it means and I I think that the the word is alive and it's always speaking to us in in certain times and I'm not trying to twist anything that the word says but it's just something that was kind of highlighted to me and kind of made sense and so I would just like to share that with y'all and like I said I'm not saying like this is solid it's just something that came to me last night and it was kind of interesting so I wanted to share it with you guys the first thing you know is like the helmet of salvation and I was like man the helmet of salvation I mean you place that on your head so I was thinking you know that helmet of salvation is like that that protects our mind and our thoughts and a lot of the times that's where uh, uh, the battle really is 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 in our mind it's in our thoughts and you know that's where we you know lies that you tell yourself or our trauma responses you know like maybe you've been through some major traumatic events in your life and and there's little things that cause triggers or maybe you have PTSD or you're, you like go into a fight or fly or the fawn response or freeze. Whatever those things are, you know, your thought responses that are wired into your brain that that you need um, freedom from. And I was like, OK, so if you're dealing with your thoughts and the battle is in your mind, it's the salvation that we turn to for for the healing in that area. You know, it's that it's that remembrance of like who you are and what Jesus did for you, what he's already freely given to you. It's that the moment that you've been saved, you're a new creation in Christ. You know, there's healing that's readily available to you that you already have that 
that you were bought with a price. His only son died for you, for you. And it's just remembering that Jesus is the one, his love that he poured out on that cross, that breaks every yoke and that you're now adopted into his family. Like you are a part of it and you are an heir with Christ. It's just remembering all of those things that you already possess because of the salvation that, that, that that's freely given to you just by accepting it. And so I, I feel like there's things in that battle, in those thoughts that we got to know are covered by his blood. And it's just a remembrance of that. And so then I was like, okay, well, let's talk about the breastplate of righteousness. What is that breastplate? plate. And so the first thing that comes to my mind instantly is that that breastplate covers your heart. That's that's your heart issues. Those those areas you were like, God, man, my heart hurts today or I woke up depressed or I'm really, you know, I'm brokenhearted because maybe you've had loss. Maybe you've lost a job, maybe you've lost a child, maybe you've lost a loved one, maybe you've just lost like your home. Whatever it is, you're just heartbroken for some reason. Or you're you're hard-hearted, like you've been so disappointed in life that your heart, you can feel it getting hard and you've become cynical and you've become like judgmental and you've just, I don't want to go on because every time I go on, it like something bad happens. It's that, it's that heart that's hardened. It can't receive anything. You know, it's crazy that like, you know, there's actually a heart brain. There's, you know, the brain and brain brain. And then there's like a heart brain, like your heart actually has memories in it. And they've, scientists have even tested this out. People that have actually gotten heart transplants, they'll end up having likes or memories or like they'll, they'll have weird um, things that they crave. And it's all from that heart transplant because those, there's memories that are transferred and they're held and stored in your heart. I thought that was interesting. So the, the breastplate of righteousness, you know, like that covers your heart. And so righteousness, his righteousness covers those heart issues that you have. That's, that's remembering that you've been made righteous through him. There's nothing that you have to do to be perfect. There's no performance that you have to do. There's no works or striving or like you don't have to be striving and working and and doing all these things. It's freely given to you. You just have to submit to his goodness. And I think a lot of the times we like, you know, we're like, oh, I'm not, you know, like when your heart is hardened, especially you've gone through loss. That's the area the enemy attacks you because you, you forget his righteousness and what that feels like and what that's like. And you don't, you almost put up a guard to not receive it. And so you have to open yourself back up to receive his righteousness and what that looks like. And Jesus is our righteousness. He fulfilled everything for us. And it's literally just wrapping your arms around him and receiving it and saying, okay, God, I don't understand a lot of stuff, but I need your righteousness right now. And I, I want that, like, I want to be cleansed and washed and covered in your righteousness. I want to conform my heart to your ways and your goodness and your will for my life because I I remember that your will for my life is always good and all things always work together because I've submitted to your ways and I choose to trust in you. 
So, and then, okay, so then I was like, oh, belt of truth. Like, I got excited about that because to me, that's an accessory. And um, if you know me, I love fashion. Uh, you know, I had a women's clothing store. Like, I, I'm like, oh, cool. Let's talk about the belt of truth. And so I just started thinking, I was like, okay, yeah, they wore robes back in the day. So obviously, it's not like the belt that I'm thinking of, like, really cool. Like, I don't know what kind of belt you like now. Gucci belts aren't really in anymore. Or I heard they're making a comeback, but... Um, so I was like, okay, so they wore those robes and they were probably really long. And so I was like, oh yeah. So they like, they used that belt to hold up like all of their clothes and all that like stuff so that they could like, you know, like when they were in battle that they could, you know, you could run and you could move a lot quicker whenever you have all that uh, kind of tied up. So it was, so we need the belt of truth when we have something that's like getting in the way of our walk, what's tripping us up. Like, what are those areas in our flesh that are are getting in the way? Like, what are the areas that need removed and tossed out? What are the, what are toxic areas? And so, when I'm thinking about even like those toxic areas, you know, the belt it it goes around those vital organs that they're either for reproduction, that the hip area, the where the belt would be tied. That's that's the area in y'all. If this is too far fetched for you, I just I find this very interesting and in how it all kind of ties together. But the the belt, you know, there's areas there's there's your your kidneys and the the areas that excrete waste out of of your system and those toxins. And then there's reproductive organs too that are are there. That what are those areas that um are are preventing me from feeling like I can birth something new or that what are the things that are holding me back that are telling me that you can't you can't produce anything with your life that's where you speak truth that's where you say okay I'm not going to believe this toxic lie I'm not going to believe or hold on to this toxicity anymore and I'm going to receive the truth and I'm going to speak what the word says over it I'm going to speak because, you know, our words have power and you're just speaking, speaking those things over you, speaking those things like I will be used for God's kingdom. I will birth something out of this. I will pick all this stuff up. I'm going to tie it with the truth and I will run. I will walk again. Like I might be like tired and exhausted now, but like that's not that's not my final draw. Like that's not where I end. Like I've been called to walk. I've been called to run and I will not just just sit here in this battle. I know who I am and I'm going to speak that over me. And so then that brings me to like the shield of faith. Ooh, that shield of faith. And I was like, man, when you are in battle and you're holding up a shield, that shield's got to get in, in the way. Okay, so like when you're holding up that shield of faith or you're learning faith or you're walking in those times where you're like, man, I really feel like my faith is being tested here. I'm, you're holding up your faith. I was like, okay, so, you know, we know obviously faith is the assurance of things hoped for and then it's the conviction of things not seen so you're you're not like actually seeing or maybe you don't know like what's my next step or you don't know what you're supposed to be doing or your vision is a little blurry and like you're just holding up that shield of faith and it's that faith that carries you through so a lot I think there's a there's a season that some of us go through when we're like our faith is being tested and you're like God you know those are the times where you're crying out like God I don't know what I'm supposed to do I can't see my next step or I can't see the vision in front of me or I don't even know what's attacking me or I don't even know what's going on but like I know I'm going to hold up this shield of faith because I remember the promises that you've spoken over me I know who you've called me to do I know who you are I have faith in what you've done 
done in the past, you'll do again. That spirit of prophecy, you know, it's it's like the testimonies of your past that you just rise up and go, no, what you, you, you've done it before, you'll do it again. It's standing on that faith in those times where your vision is kind of blurred out and these fiery darts are coming at you left and right. You don't know what's going on and maybe you can't even see to fight. He's fighting for you. You just hold that shield up and you just stand on the faith of what he's the promises that he's spoken over you. It's that unwavering trust in God. And so when you get to this point where you're like, okay, I've proven my faith. I, you know, like, but okay, there's one, one of these pieces of armor that we have that is actually, it's the only offensive weapon. It's the weapon that we have that he's entrusted to us. And that's, that's the, the word of, or I'm sorry, the sword of the spirit. And so that's the word. And I think a lot of times, like, you know, I was, I was like, man, there's a lot of the word, like the, the, the belt is, is the word and, you know, the shield of faith is speaking his word and his promises. This, this sword, this sword that we have of the spirit, I just think of the Holy Spirit. And then I go back to like, you know, the Holy Spirit is, is speaking to us nonstop. I mean, he rejoices over us. He sings praises over us. He reminds us of who we are. He exalts and exhorts and encourages us. He strengthens us. He's always there. The Holy Spirit is always with us. And it's those words that are spoken to us by the Holy Spirit that that's our offensive weapon. And we have to tune in our spirit to his. We have to get to that place where we tune our spirit into his spirit and we can hear and have those words that he's spoken to us downloaded into our spirit. And it makes us rise up. You know, like it says that it says in in, um, Hebrew 4, it's like Hebrew 4, let me see, Hebrew 4, 12. And that tells us that the the sword, the sword, I can't know why I can't say sword. It sounds, it shouldn't be a hard word, but it kind of is. Hebrew 4.12, that's where it tells us that um, the word is alive and it's active and it's sharper in a two-edged sword. And I'm like, wow, it's it's sharper to, the, it divides the soul and the spirit and it judges the thoughts and the interactions of the heart. It divides the soul and the spirit. I thought that is so, it's so interesting that the soul and the spirit need to be divided because, you know, we are made up of three parts, you know, we're body, soul and spirit. And it's our our spirit that's made perfect and righteous in God. But it's that soul that's made up of our mind, our will and our emotions, that sometimes we have to have those two divided so that we can tell like, what are our intentions? And when we we separate our spirit man and who God says we are with our soul, which will oftentimes tell us lies, we will be able to determine like, are our intentions pure? Are our intentions and our motives, are they there to fill a void in our soul? Or are they submitted to the Lord and what the Lord says? And so it's that it's those words that the Holy Spirit is speaking over us continuously. It's when you pull out your Bible and it comes alive and you see something, you recognize something that you haven't seen before. It's that revelation knowledge that jumps off that feeds us. And it's what what is like helps us recognize, no, this is truth and everything else that I've been believing about myself is a lie. And so that's our weapon that we use. I know that whenever I used to, um, I used to be in like prophetic ministry and we would just 
um, travel around and, and um, I was part of a group. I didn't do um, the teaching, but I was a part of a group that actually got the opportunity to just prophesy over um, people. And we used to create these statements that we called the I am statements. And it's where we just took um, all the any prophetic word that had ever been spoken to us or anything that the Holy Spirit had told us in our intimate time with us. And we created a, a word, a statement that we would speak over ourselves. And I just love that idea because in those times, whenever you're getting hit with wrong thoughts or you're getting hit, you know, like you're just being attacked or even maybe even physically and you just repeat those and make those statements. And I, I love them because they come directly from the father and you're not, you're not just making stuff up, but you're speaking who he says you are. I mean, you're like, I am a child of God. I am created with purpose. You know, I have been called to set the captives free. I am love and full of joy and I am called and chosen for a time such as this. And it's just like repeating those things over and over so that you know, like, hey, this is my sword. Like, enemy, you may be saying this about me, but like, this is who God says I am. And it's just like that. It's that offensive. We're not, we're not in a defensive, like, I'm not defending myself against the enemy, but like, I'm telling him who I am. Like, look, you may be messing with me, but like, you forgot who I was. Like, I, I might have forgot for a little while, but like God's always talking over me and I just tuned back into who his spirit and like I was open back up to like you need to be reminded. And it's not like in a cocky way, like, hey, you know, like obviously I'm not like more powerful than anything, but I do have God inside of me and he is always beside me. And like if I'm his sheep and the shepherd is always by me, you'd be a dumb wolf to come and attack me because my shepherd is right there and he he will like I have a feeling like my shepherd like he don't just have a cane, you know, like I want him to have like, you know, a, a shotgun or, a, you know, a 30 out six or something like he's going to shoot you from afar. Like he, you don't even have to get close to me. He's just going to pick you off like a sniper. So then that brings me to the feet, you know, your feet are filled with readiness and that comes from the gospel of peace. And so that's the piece of our, our armor armor. And I was like, okay, so your feet are filled with readiness that's the last thing that he talks about is your feet being filled with readiness. And that comes from the gospel of peace. So that's our action step. Like this is when this is when we we take action. And this is how we take action. And it's it's spreading that good news. It's the good news of wholeness. It's the good news of salvation. It's the good news of peace and deliverance. It's it's your action step. And I love that. So once you submit yourself to him, you saturate yourself in who he says you are, remind yourself of everything that he's given to you and everything that he's taken away from you, freely taken from you, go, go then and spread the good news, shift atmospheres, fill broken places with love, light up dark areas, um, be a place of peace and like chaos. You know, Psalms uh, 23, 5 is where it says that he prepared a table before you or in the presence of enemies. And I, I was like, man, you know, it's that table's prepared in the presence of our enemies. And and a lot of us like, yeah, you want to get all cocky and you're like, yeah, man, like you may be beating me up now, but like God's going to prepare a table and you're going to have to watch me eat this feast in front of you. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's really cocky. But like when we get there, like you can come to the table like there's not like you're not just sitting around waiting for him he's prepared the table already but we're just sitting back going like I'm not I'm not ready to sit at it because maybe I'm not good enough to sit at it yet 
or maybe there's too much chaos going around around you. That's what cracks me up is he says that he will prepare the table in in the presence of your enemies, yet you're not going to sit at the table because you're too distracted right now by all the chaos and all the drama and all the battle that's going on around you. And you're like, man, this can't be the right time for me to sit at the table or he surely hasn't prepared my table yet because there's too much crap going on in my life right now. But God's sitting there saying, hey, look, like this table's prepared. I know you got enemies all around you. I know you're battling left and right. I know you're exhausted. But like your table, your feast and everything, it's it's sitting here. So why don't you just come and sit with me? And I mean, man, that hit me too. Because the other day I was like, man, I'm just so tired, God. And he's like, come sit at my table. And I'm like, no, this is going on and that is going on. And like, you want me to sit at the table and rejoice and, and like, I want all this fixed. And then we can sit down in a peaceful time and, and just enjoy the meal. Like, how am I going to enjoy the meal and everything while all this crap is still going on? <laughs> it's like, don't you understand that none of that is going to affect you? And I was like, it really made me realize that like, if I sit down at a table with him, then I'm in close proximity with the father. And when you're in that, that close presence, that close proximity and in his presence, like there's a fire that burns all those impurities out of you. And I'm, I'm sure it can be painful. And I, well, actually, I know it's painful to have those impurities, but like, it's all those areas that aren't submitted to the Lord that like are highlighted when you're in close proximity with him. And I was like, man, like the more you sit at that table and the more that you, you do that, all of those areas that aren't submitted to him. See, those are like tentacles. Those are like little, um, anchors that are still attaching you to the distraction and the battle and the, the, the areas that the, the enemy can still attack you at. They're almost like, I just, I, I do, I just see them like tentacles or like, you know, like roots that are coming out to you that are still attached to, um, the world and the things around you. And like the more you sit at that table, the more those things are burned and those impurities are gone and you submit more and more of that to the Lord. And you just like, it's almost like those, those things are being chopped off, like those tentacles and those roots and those things that are attaching you to the distraction around you become, be, become like severed and they don't have any, um, effect on you. And then that, peace comes in. And so you start to really feel that peace, that gospel of peace and that his, his peace and his, you know, being aware of him. So I would just say, get in a place of his presence and eat, man, just eat. There's mental and spiritual nourishment there. Just let him feed you and just let him break those things off. Be willing to be uncomfortable and just, just see the process through Guys, that's all I have today. Um, I'm sorry if it made you uncomfortable. I'm sorry if it sounded weird. But like, I don't I don't really care anymore. I just want to like put out like this is how God and I walk through things. This is how we 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 I enjoy it. I enjoy just coming up with different ways of, of viewing different perspectives. I really would love to, to hear other people's perspectives. I mean, I'm not saying I get everything right, but I know that whenever I get things like this, it does something in my spirit. It gives me 
like an energy and a joy and and I just I've I just encourage everybody everybody to do that and um that's the only thing about podcasts is not being able to go back and forth with somebody so um even if if you're listening to my podcast and you're like hey I would love to interview with you then like shoot me a message you know I've got my uh, email linked I've got an area that you can reach out to me or just um, type a message and I would love to sit down and do a podcast with you I think um I think we have fun just shooting around and throwing around different ideas. Anyway, y'all have a blessed day and a great week. And thank you for being patient with me.